0: off baby we're zooming <laughs> we're zooming but like in one of those fucking fisher price cars where your feet have to be out and like, yeah. drag <laughs> yes. a dragon
1: yes that's how we roll clown car. yes <laughs> welcome to the flintstones clown car of podcasts into the <laughs> twilight
0: <laughs> similar to uber and lyft Flintstone clown cars are also being upcharged right now. Right. So, my <laughs> kids, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: that's why we gotta unionize the clown cars. Folks, <laughs> oh,
0: let's do it. Hear me out. I need another project in my life. Right. Though, honestly,
1: <laughs> I will take this on. We're gonna fight Uber with unionized clown cars. Get ready.
0: I don't. Did you ever have one of those fucking Fisher Price cars where you pedal with your feet? Oh, yeah.
1: What a moment. <laughs>
0: I feel like I had no skin on my feet yeah. as a kid because of those. I never wore shoes.
1: Yeah. Just love the outside.
0: <laughs> I did it is the problem. I just loved, I loved to zoom. Yeah,
1: it's true. You do love, you historically have loved wheels.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I do love wheels. I love going fast. Yeah. Fast cars is my life. Absolutely. You know, you did
1: write Tracy anyways, Chapman's Fast Car.
0: <laughs> I did. I do have a songwriting credit. Um, I was three years old. Yes. <laughs> um, Anyways, welcome to Fast Cars. This is Into the Twilight. Hey. I'm Car.
1: I'm Fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I am Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: That honestly <laughs> makes so much sense. The honest truth, though, is that I 100% believe that you are Sonic, because my truth is that I am Crash Bandicoot.
1: This is true. This <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense for our yeah, personalities.
1: I think that that really melds everything together. I'm like video game Sonic, 100%. but still voiced by Ben Schwartz. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I think that that honestly makes sense. Yeah.
1: Um, or on a very fruity day, Jim Carrey's <laughs> version of Mister. Eggman. Product
0: placements included.
1: Yes, all of it. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Sponsor me, everyone. As you have
0: seen here, we can absolutely be bought. Yes.
1: Wink, wink. Hi, hello. Hi. What a weird way to start this podcast. Um, hello.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But anyways, hello. Welcome to Into the Twilight. Hey. We usually make a point to not mention Sonic the Hedgehog. Do we? Um, (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) we signed an oath (laughs) we did you know just because if you say it too many times I have heard bad things happen
1: right he will pop up in a mirror (laughs) it will be not good for any of us so let's keep it to a minimum
0: I what I am genuinely afraid of is that he'll pop up not in a mirror but just like behind me and he'll smack me and be like you should have had a V8 or something oh no and and then he'll just like scamp away or something how are you I'm doing
1: pretty good. I have a little, a little tiny baby happy thing. Um, a little less chaotic.
0: Is it a real baby? Y-
1: yes, it's baby and now. You don't bring a baby on <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> no. Um, it's, I'm just happy about fall. Man, fall's here. Man, same. I'm excited. I am fully living my Sigourney Weaver on a pumpkin energy. <sighs> like that is the energy. That's my best self. Mm. Sweater's. Seasonal drinks, leaves changing, stomping on them if they're out and about.
0: Just fucking crushing them.
1: (laughs) Just destroying those beautiful little leaves. I just love the spoopy season. I'm excited for it. I'm living. I'm just like in my own little CW show of my own making. My life (laughs) is like a back to school CW show. And I'm just here with a funky little sweater and funky little pants and just living.
0: (laughs) When you get to forget that it's the Midwest,
1: right? Yeah, just for a brief moment.
0: I have a really important question for you. Please. What's your favorite seasonal drink? Ooh, that is a very good question.
1: I do. I do love a pumpkin drink. Absolutely.
0: Just stick a straw in a pumpkin and you're good. Just to go. yeah, just
1: fully <laughs> chug the guts of a pumpkin.
0: <laughs> that is my
1: ideal. Or like a something more nutty, like a hazelnut situation. Whoa. Ooh, speaking of seasonal drinks, though, I do love just an apple cider. That is a classic <gasps> go to. Hot, especially, but also cold. I will just drink that shit out of the jug if it's cold. 100%. Or a mulled wine. I hope many fall drinks, actually, that's so what I'm
0: learning. I love a mulled wine.
1: I love a apple cider. I love a nut situation.
0: You are a nut.
1: I know. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I don't need to. I have an important
0: request for anyone who listens to this that has any moderate ability for drawing. Can you draw Cody as like a hazelnut for Oh, me,
1: no. <laughs>
0: Just for science.
1: <laughs> Just me sitting on a thing of Nutella, like <laughs> as a nut. Little legs Just popping out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mainly because I've, <laughs> I've had, I was recently updating all of my contacts in my phone, and I realized that a lot of them. I didn't have photos for, which was fine, but I realized sure. that I've had the same photo for you in my phone for a really <laughs> long time. Yeah, and it's this old ass meme of a candle that I don't know where it's from. Oh, I so- love that. <laughs> so if someone could just draw Cody as a hazelnut for me, that would be a fantastic gift. Please
1: and Yeah. And don't draw anything for Alex. I'm never going to change your contact photo. It's always going to be MySpace Tom. Don't you ever <laughs> fucking no. think you can no. change that.
0: That is my truth. That's who I am.
1: That's you. That's how I see you. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, my friend?
0: Oh, man. I'm doing okay. I'm also, I'm loving fall. Mm-hmm. I love that I can put my AC away. Yeah. I love that it is a little bit, it's a little bit crisp. It's a little bit chilly. Yes. I did, however, today was the first day, I feel like, where it has been dark as fuck all day. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, no sign of light. (laughs) It's been the same level of dark since I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh, shit. I forgot. I've lived in the same region for almost 28 years, um, and I forget this every single time. That, like, I rely a lot on natural light and when that goes away i forget how to operate for like yeah. six months so my happy lamp is back out
1: hell yeah <laughs> because, <laughs> right. um
0: chaboy needs uh vitamin d really bad but my happy thing for this week um is unfortunately something that came out of the tonys oh <laughs>
1: theater's <laughs> back the baby. Ton- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um theaters fuck you um <laughs> The Tony's, as usual, is a shit show. Yeah. Um, it's primarily been a shit show for a while now. Um, but theater's back now, so they are not shutting up about it. Um, <laughs> but my happy thing is not from the awards itself so much as one of the loves of my life, Bernadette Peters, mm. showed up to the Tony Awards <laughs> specifically wearing... The titular Bob Mackie dress that she wore in the 80s. And I about passed out. Yeah, it is. That is iconic behavior. Bernadette Peters is is 73, almost 74 years old. Yeah. This woman is, is a god am, amongst gods. Yes. Um, and the power that it takes to be like, yeah, I fucking rocked this black tulle dress that just absolutely shows off my cleavage in the 80s and yes I absolutely am going to wear it again of course if it ain't broke <laughs> do fix I, it <laughs> no it absolutely isn't broke she looks stunning as usual and it just seeing them side by side I was like man this woman does not age like yeah and she has absolutely but she has just aged with grace and I love her so much mm-hmm. um Bernadette Peters has been in so many different things, mm-hmm. but I would imagine like most people my age, the thing that I remember her the most from was, of course, the best, Roger <laughs> Hammerstein's Cinderella.
1: Ooh, crucial. Just,
0: and again, she's been in everything.
1: Right. But that was a cultural reset.
0: <laughs> it tr- like, the best. For the only Cinderella that's made me enjoy Cinderella.
1: Yeah. It's um, the only Cinderella I recognize.
0: <laughs> exact Same. And so seeing that, I was just like, god damn. Like, I fucking love Bernadette Peters. I love her so much. So thank you, Bernadette, for existing. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Hell yeah. Love her. We love to see it. Yeah. We have a very slow news week. Womp womp. As we just wait... Day by day for Spencer to come out. (laughs) But we do have a little bit of trailer news to talk about. In just a couple weeks time now, we have a little bit of TV coming out. Specifically, the season three of You that is coming out. If I remember correctly, the last time that we talked about this was when we saw the teaser
1: yeah, that cursed cake.
0: <laughs> yeah, that creepy ass cake. Yeah, that came out, and it didn't really tell us much on there, other than we were like, "Where is love? Why is <laughs> What's going on touching this cake?" It's <laughs> <laughs> your gross uh, paws
1: out of this. Cake. Yeah, please
0: stop touching this. Actually, yeah, this trailer does far more explaining what is going on. Yeah, this uh. season. I won't spend too much time on this because I know folks are like, stop talking about you. But I will say that the television show seems to be diverting just a little bit from what Caroline seems to be doing with the third book. Yeah. There's a little bit of a baby.
1: We got a baby boy.
0: (laughs) There's a baby. There's a little bit of love being very possessive and territorial. Yeah. There's a new woman. Who? There's also couples counseling, so.
1: (laughs) So we'll see how that fucking goes. Yeah. I also appreciate, too, that, like, I don't appreciate, but I think it's funny that, like, they always locate Joe to a place where he's going to hate everyone. And not that he won't hate everyone everywhere he is. But, like, New York, he had problems with people because they were like, we got all the hippies and the yuppies and all the people, like, the hipsters and all those things that are, like, Not his vibe, right? And he goes to LA and he's like, oh, we got the influencers and the actors and whatever, and I hate them. And then now they're in this like, you know, Northern California little enclave where he also gets to hate on people that are like, oh, we have the mommy bloggers. I know this guy is always going to hate everyone he's surrounded with, but the fact that they just commit to him being in, like, the like, the worst places with people that would he definitely would not vibe with is so, I appreciate yes. it so much.
0: I feel like the writers are like, how much can we make Joe Goldberg suffer? Yes! And I I love that they commit to it, honestly. Love the bit. I absolutely love to see it. <laughs> 100%. I don't know if it is of interest for folks for us to talk about it on the show Mm -hmm. here um but i am at least interested to watch it i will probably watch it on my own
1: yeah and if we don't do a it on the feed we can do a patreon episode of the whole yeah we can do on
0: it mainly because i feel obligated to watch anything that my short king. We gotta saying, see him th- thrive, <laughs> and then not thrive, probably. Absolutely, especially because of the fact that I think there was an interview that he did recently where he was like, "Yeah, he uh, he does some shitty stuff Ooh. this time." And I was like, "Sir, what are you talking about? <laughs> this all time, he's been doing <laughs> all he's been doing is is shit." So, oh, love to okay. see. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, all right, sure. Could you? Tell us a little bit about what Jamie Dornan's got going on.
1: Ooh, in a shocking turn of events, we have Jamie Dornan
0: news. (laughs) He is here.
1: um, And he's in a new movie that's been getting a lot of buzz lately.
0: And it's not Old Mountain Time. It is
1: not Old Mountain Time. So quickly as I've learned what that movie was, I had forgotten it. (laughs) But we have a new movie uh, called Belfast. um, And people, the critics at TIFF, The Toronto International Film Festival. TIFF Tiff are buzzing for it and won the People's Choice
0: Award there. Sorry, are they even allowed to use that?
1: Right, they get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Like, excuse (laughs) me. Yeah, but it's like a all black and white movie and people are saying it has Oscar buzz.
0: Oh, uh, shit. Do we need to cover the Oscars? (laughs) I know. I think we're, I think we might be fully
1: stacked this Oscar season with all of our faves.
0: You have to. Apparently, it's a semi
1: autobiographical film from the filmmaker. And most importantly, let's him be Irish, (laughs) which I thank God. I love it. I love that. Um, It also has Judy Dench in it. Our our favorite cat. (laughs) Our favorite jellicle cat. Dave Judy Dench.
0: Did they need to edit anything out of her this time? Oh, God. (laughs) Is there a a second cut?
1: Does she have a secret butthole (laughs) in this or (laughs) a ring? I need to know.
0: God, I can't wait until it's safe enough to, like, be around people so I can finally have people in my home again and watch Cats.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Truly a transcendent (gasps) experience.
0: (laughs) Honest to God. I still am interested in having us – watch and cover barb and star oh yes because he does such a good job in that movie and so if that is something that folks want us to cover for a bonus showness please let us know hell yeah good on jamie dornan for finally getting a project where one he gets to be himself but yes. also it seems good for and
1: him. like taken seriously which is nice yeah
0: very similarly to like janelle monet's uh agent mm. he seems to get fucked over with projects a lot yeah
1: totally Which is such a shame because he can do, he can do some shit.
0: He can. And it makes me sad. Yeah. Anyways, we have a backstory, specifically a Twilight backstory. Ooh. Here. This is from Jay. Hell yeah. And she writes, hi friends. It's been five years. It's time to share my Twilight backstory. So it's 2006 (laughs) and I am 11 going on 12. Ooh, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. My best friend's older sister, who always knew about everything before it was cool, lets my friend and I read her copy of Twilight. Having spent the previous year or so talking to my crushes on AIM. Oh,
1: hell yeah. And wishing
0: for... Oh, God. I'm... Jay, you are living my life. And wishing for more romantic encounters than the usual, what's up, NM, you. <laughs> I quickly fell in love with Edward. I remember Googling, quote, Twilight movie cast list (laughs) to see if there was any talk at all about a potential film adaptation and getting no results. It's August 2007. (laughs) I'm about to start eighth grade. (laughs) I have read Twilight and New Moon. My best friend invites me to go to Barnes and Noble with her and her mom for the midnight premiere of the book Eclipse. Adults are dressed as vampires with black coats. There's a sort of face painting station set up, but instead of getting a butterfly painted on your face, you can get a vampire bite painted on your neck. Stop. (laughs) Oh my God. We get our copies of the book and I finished mine in two days. It's 2008. Still in eighth grade. Jay, I think we're the same age. Still in eighth grade, my friends and I tell our English teacher all about Twilight and how it's the best book series ever. She reads all three books quickly. And one day she tells us that she's now writing her own vampire novel. I, holy shit. Okay. My present day boyfriend was in her class the year after I was, and apparently she completed she read her completed <laughs> novel aloud oh, to his class. My God. Holy shit. The movies all come out while I'm in high school. I see them all, and I always stop whatever I'm doing to sit down and watch them when they're on TV. By college, my love for the series fizzles out. I graduate in 2016. I begin grad school, and a cute little podcast called Into the Twilight accompanies me on my 40-minute commute to the university each day. I download the audiobooks to follow along. I'm in love all over again. Not with any of the characters, because now I can see they're problematic as fuck, but with the memories of being young and unabashedly captivated by something that brought me so much joy. Cue to 2021. I'm 27, working as a librarian at a fuck university. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: You two start reading Vampire Academy, a book series I somehow missed years ago. I decided to read along with you two chapters per week, but then something happened. I started reading book one at the end of July, and right now on September 23rd, I'm about to finish book five. Whoa. Holy
1: shit. I cannot
0: put these books down. I'm excited to hear you discuss everything because, oh my God, does it get intense. What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) It's already intense. What do you mean? (laughs) I feel like this has rekindled my love for reading. Hell yeah. Yeah. I now have the Kindle app on my phone and I read instead of mindlessly scrolling through Twitter and Instagram.
1: Fuck yeah. Fuck
0: you, Jay.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. So
0: thank you for bringing reading back into this librarian's life. Get it and fuck Mike Newton.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Jay!
1: Oh my gosh. Jay. That's so sweet. Thank you, Jay, first of all.
0: Thank you, Jay. Um,
1: I do you. love how we are single-handedly ending doom scrolling. One Kindle app download. At Literally. Time.
0: <laughs> Literally. Um. That's very sweet. Also, I feel like you did just kind of breeze over the fact that your English teacher and your boyfriend's English teacher wrote a vampire novel and then read it aloud. Yeah, sorry, (laughs) can we get that
1: link? Like, what? Yeah,
0: can we get just a little bit more information about that? Thank you. um,
1: So inspired by the works of Stephanie Meyer. Went out to write their own (laughs) vampire fiction. I love
0: that. Uh, that, I need so much more information oh about gosh. what that is. So please and thank you. Thank you. Um, but also, that was one of the sweetest emails we've ever received. That is beautiful. Um, thank you, Jay. You almost made me cry on air, so absolutely I, fuck you. I can
1: feel the tears welling up. I feel them. I feel
0: <laughs> I, them. You can't just say stuff like that during a Cancer Moon. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: fuck, we are vulnerable.
0: Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. And also, like... It gets intent. Hello? Like, yeah. what do you mean? So, we got six bucks of this, baby. She's gonna get wild. Wet wild. Anyways, uh, Wet and Wild, sponsored by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi. Ha- have you ever had $5 and needed to buy a whole <laughs> case <place> of makeup? Let's <laughs> oh, do a full ad read for Wet Wild, <laughs> unprompted. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I. Hey. You know what? If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, Anyways, so the last time that we talked about this apparently not intense book, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ferrero Rocher decided that what we really needed near the end of this text was <laughs> Rose finally losing her chill. Yeah. At a party where there was a <sighs> disco ball.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ugh, Sigh.
0: And finally just clocking Mia in front of everyone. Thank God. And then, um, Alyssa kind of, like, got snatched. Yeah. (laughs) But not, like, not in, like, the RuPaul way, but in the, like...
1: Like the Liam Neeson taken way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like the Liam Neeson way. Yeah, like the, whoop, you have 24 hours or she's dead way. Yeah. And then also decided that what we really needed was to see rose use or get used by a seduction spell mm. question mark um and that we really wanted a minor uh go to third bit, second bit <laughs> go to have sexual relations yeah with her uh with her mentor her, with her mentor <laughs> yeah And so that's where we have left off. Yeah. Hello? Hello. Where are we starting now?
1: Well, we start with a little bow chicka bow wow. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying. We're getting a little frisky right from the jump here.
0: Naked is in all caps.
1: So. So she's like, I've never been completely naked around a guy before. So clearly Rose is very excited. You know. Is very horny. (laughs) And. (laughs) is feeling all these emotions bubble up, being like, wow, after all this time I've been pining and yearning and having sexy little training montages with this man, we're gonna do it. And Dimitri is feeding into that by saying her name in Russian, <laughs> which is, um, I guess, his way of doing dirty talk. I, You know what? I get it. Go off. Do your thing. Sir. Sir. <laughs> um, but then things get a little... Interesting. First of all, we see we see that he has little his tattoos on his neck and, and signals that oh, yeah. like he's killed six Drigoy and She's like, "Wow, that's so hot!" <laughs> like, and he's gonna be like, "That's gonna be like you one day, babe." Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of vibe. And they have a whole little conversation about like ethics and murder and killing, whatever. But more while importantly, they're na- naked. She's naked. I think he has. He has pajama pants on. For the record, he is the pajama pants stay on during conversations about killing. Uh- <laughs> the pajama pants stay on. But things kind of go to a halt when he takes off the sexy necklace that she's wearing, and something
0: records something happened.
1: Yeah, we wonder how I got in this situation. What's going on? Somehow, you know, Rose is coming into a new sense of consciousness now, and it's like, whoa, hold on. What is happening? What's going on? I'm feeling very strange. Because she had this like voice in her head being like, yes, stay here. You want to be here. This is so hot. Stay here. In her own brain, being like, yes, be entertained for a couple hours. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're good. We're good.
0: (laughs) Don't worry about Lissa. I mean, just yeah. stay here.
1: And then she finally realized, like, oh, hey, um, I think I was under some sort of spell because Lissa, I think, is in danger. My my signs right. are going off. My sirens are out. Something's going on. Um,
0: it also seems like it took everything in Dimitri to, like, throw this out of the window yeah
1: because he's like compelled by it too right because there's something in it that like has some sort of spell on you right like some sort of horny lucid spell right and even him holding on to it like he feels it in his brain too outside of being regular horny (laughs) for rose but like has to like chuck it out and it takes like a huge bit of strength and they're like what the fuck was that (laughs) what did fucking prince victor give you
0: it doesn't seem like it was like activated, you know? Like it right. was on her. It's been on her for uh, like over 24 hours or something. Uh-huh. But it doesn't seem like it was truly like activated. At its full potential. Until yeah. Maybe what? Like an hour, maybe like 45 minutes. <laughs> right. Ago, Cause it was like compelling her to
1: go and meet him. Right. Okay. And that's where it all kind of started in that like little scene right. in her brain. So it gets chucked out, and she's like, oh, shit, something happened to Lissa. We gotta fucking figure this out. Yeah. Um, uh Uh-oh. But they're-
0: It's no good. (laughs) It's no good. But
1: they are quick to respond to it. They're like, all right, we got a little- we got bamboos a little bit. Got a little carried away. Um, Let's go save Lissa."
0: And while she's, like, explaining all of this, Mm -hmm. Dimitri, because he was in pajama pants, and he's now in his room, is able to put on, like, clothes.
1: Yes. It is
0: important to remember because I forgot about this. Rose came in from their, like, formal...
1: Right. So she's in like a dress.
0: The black dress that could start religions. Right. (laughs) So he essentially gives her a sweatshirt and is like, fuck, put this on. So she is wearing a Dimitri-sized sweatshirt over this dress. And theoretically also her heels, unless she's like switching to Vans, which would be cool.
1: Right. That'd be a a girl boss move. Absolutely. As
0: we are describing the rest of these, please know what she is wearing because like, I don't know that it will necessarily impact us these chapters, but most death will impact us next week for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So both of them are like running, trying to rally other people, but nobody's believing them. Just like running and like Christian pops up and is like, all right, let's, uh, we know that she's not here. Let's figure it out. I got two guardians with me. Let's fucking make some moves. And immediately, Dimitri, or Christian, is like, oh, how many, like, Strigoi were there? And Rose like, no, they're not Strigoi, they're guardians. There's, like, something weird going on here, and I don't know what it is, but we have to... She's clearly in in trouble, you know? They're not from the school, but there's something else going on here. That she was taken, and they were accosted her, and all that stuff. And it's bad, and we gotta fucking go.
0: (sighs) This part made me so mad, because... I understand wanting to confirm, but it frustrated me that like, at this point, when there is no time to waste, mm-hmm. the doctor, the guardians that are there, and Karova are like, you have to be wrong.
1: Right. Like, you saw it wrong in the vision. Like, you clearly misread something or saw something that wasn't true. And it's like, no, we yeah. have- she is like, very, like- High value person here, not just because she's my friend, but because of all these other implications. We've got to go. Like, what can I say to make this fucking game move on?
0: They weren't strogoid, they were guardians. The call came from inside the house, yeah. And like, I think it finally took Christian saying it of like, of confirming what she said, right, for them to believe her. But it's like, dude, she's not lying, yeah. Like, come on, we (laughs) finally just believe her. Yeah, you don't have time to waste. And I think that, you know, um, the – thankfully, Dimitri was there to also, like –
1: Yeah, to vet everything, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they're in a car, and Rose is literally just, like, giving directions from, (laughs) like, doing a car chase, but, like, seeing in and being like, I can feel that they're here, and, like, we just got to follow these, you know, turns and everything. We just got to, like, be behind them and see what's up. And it's just, like, a very traumatic – experience of like also being like gps and also going through all this emotional turmoil <laughs> and having not people believe her and just being like we just gotta we gotta pedal to the metal guys like let's go
0: right this part is rough too because of the fact that like there is there's been like no sleep it's <laughs> like that no lady sleep. gaga yeah up. Like, another club another club no <laughs> another <sleep>. club because <laughs> there's There's just been so many different emotions. Like, this has all just been incredibly overstimulating. Um, But the other part that Rose is mentioning here, too, is in between, like, being in Lissa's head is that she's also, like, trying to replay what she can remember from being in Dimitri's room. And is Mm like, what? happened like Dimitri told everyone else that like there was a compulsion spell that was Mm -hmm. in that necklace like one was that true right and because I've never heard that so like what was that right and also you know like if that was true and what we were doing wasn't really of our control like does that mean something to him Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a really natural thing for her to do because like I think that both of us knew that from this chapter as well as last chapter of like, this was not, this was not just like Rose being like, "Eh, I'm bored. I'm horny. No, no. Um,
1: This is a full like, she was totally destabilized, you know, and that's a hard thing to like, A, try to focus on where to go and how to fix this and how to save lists and also try to remember very fuzzy memories that weren't exactly that she was not fully present for you know like that's a hard thing to do on all accounts and she's just like trying to do it all and it's like oh and also give directions it's like god can can we just give her a
0: break please yeah she has no time and i think that unfortunately a lot of what her role that she's training for Mm -hmm. is going to be not to this level but will be very similar to this of like you are going to be asked to do a lot of different things and you don't have time to breathe. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's like <laughs> Rose is still in training. Yeah. Like, and she is being asked to do things that are beyond her level at this mm-hmm. point. And I think that yeah. that's, she's still a student uh, and still a kid. She is.
1: <laughs> she's not fully a fully working guardian like Demetria is, you know, she's still yeah. in the training process and, and just having this real life situation that she's not fully prepared for is very daunting and traumatic.
0: It is. Especially when there's a part where like they are still driving, Dimitri is like going as fast as he possibly can. Right. And then Rose is like seeing Liss's point of view. They finally get to this like cabin that they're supposed to be at. And right. Victor, of course, does his like evil fucking villain evil monologue. Guy yeah. Monologue. <laughs> yeah. This part pissed me off a lot. Yeah. I was not expecting him to be the, like, bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In full villain mode right now, which sucks because he is literally a relative of Lissa and that feels obviously offensive on multiple fronts, you know, and very personal fronts. Um, and him being like, oh, you know, Rose is disposable. She made kind of a scene, but we're going to take care of her, whatever. Um, the, pro- the important thing is that we have you because I
0: need you to heal me. He's so annoying,
1: first Just, of all. like, what a little prick.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I hate this man.
0: I hate this man. Prince Victor. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of tropes that Rochelle has used throughout mm-hmm. this. This one very much frustrates me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I think that it doesn't surprise me. That this was ultimately where this was going. Yeah. What frustrates me is that it is Prince Victor. Specifically that (laughs) Ferrero Rocher is using the trope of like a disabled villain. Yep. Here. And -hmm. it's like, dude, I get it. I get, I understand why you are doing this. And I understand your intention of like, It's a family member. There's like this Mm -hmm. massive power struggle that you were talking about in this family and in this world, which we don't, we haven't really explored yet. Right. Um, And I think that there's something here as well that she gets into a little bit later about like Mm -hmm. of using someone's powers for another person, which I imagine like in this world has probably happened quite a bit. Yeah. But it's just like, dude, come on. Like,
1: <laughs> Right. Because it just like very, uh, just heartbreaking. The fact that like, obviously this gets more fleshed out in the next chapter. But like, the fact that he is a family member and he has a disability and all those things. Like, it feels like if he knew of these powers, and obviously he's been kind of like looking and looking at the signs or whatever for a long time, that feels like something that would maybe maybe a tense family conversation but a family conversation but the fact that it was like oh he's evil and he's doing this for his own like self right and is fully on those sort of instincts and stuff and not caring about anything else and um, any ramifications of anyone else right. involved is just like feels cheap and feels like just like classic like like disabled quoted like a coded like villain kind of thing where it's just like yes i have to do this because this is my peak power and this is how i'm the best and this is what i deserve to be and all those like guilty like tropes of stuff it just feels like this feel like could have been like a family therapy situation i feel like I we know. didn't have to use this you didn't have to go full evil to get somewhere around this ballpark you know what i mean and the fact that it's using that and just like using Lissa and like manipulating people based on that feels just like shitty.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that, um, it's mentioned on that last page of 21. And then at the start of 22 as well about, of like Natalie's role Mm -hmm. in this, which doesn't surprise me.
1: Still hurts Um, though. Still (laughs) hurts. It
0: still hurts. Cause she's been like, and I think that that makes sense about how she's, I just assume that the way that she was acting throughout all of this is because she's weird. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> and because she's left out all the time. And I think it makes sense now that she was, like, trying to get info. Right. But, like, who else would have had access to, like, putting dead things in, in uh, their dorms' yeah. bag?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's just, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. One of our patrons, Ashley, is listening to the audiobook of this, which I'm Ooh. not... Yeah, I know. And Ashley said, I'm listening to the audiobook, and the way that the voice actor does Lissa's voice makes her sound like a little girl. Oh, no. (laughs) And and Ashley said, It's weird, and I don't like it, which I think goes back to one of the things we had mentioned earlier on in this book as well of the way that in some of these moments, Lissa doesn't put pieces of put like doesn't put the pieces together right yeah and I can't tell because Rochelle doesn't explain it if that is because the way that her powers like it just her powers are like taking so much out of her that she doesn't have the energy to like
1: critically think yeah
0: (laughs) yeah to think critically or if it's just a like Rochelle didn't think things through
1: yeah, because, like, um, she's a very interesting character in the fact that she is both the role of, like, a mother in a lot of instances, obviously from healing, but also, like, in that sort of relationship with Rose of being the more careful one and being, like, the one that's always, like, in, like, on her corner and other people's corner and wanting to, like, help people, right? But also is constantly infantilized
0: in the yes, portrayal
1: of her mind and how Rose always has to tell her things that are going on and, like, all those things, so, like... I don't know if it is like the power thing and she just truly uh, like emotionally and mentally burned out and like doesn't actually think about things in that way. But it just feels weird to have those two like very opposing sides being in the same person and also just being like, I feel like there's some sort of thing here where like she is constantly aware of things and like aware of the people around her, but like is not aware to see her own stuff and the things that are going on really, you know, in a way that feels like a disservice to her.
0: It does. And especially if the voice actor is making her sound like a little child. Yeah. I think that that does a major disservice to the fact that by this point in the text, Mm -hmm. she should be, she should almost sound, uh, I don't know, she should like, (laughs) the way that Victor describes this like spirit power, she should sound like almost evil. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah like right. the darkness is kind of like taking over her or something right um but the the way that this is described of like the spirit power is mm-hmm. wild that it was not what i was uh expecting i guess
1: yeah because we we realized that she does have a specialty she, it's not an element that yeah you have Known the four elements that everyone is used to knowing going on to this process, but it's a, is a old one of days of yore that people don't even talk about anymore because nobody really has it anymore. Or if they do, they think they're just loony and it's not like a real thing or they just haven't specialized in something, right? Right. Um, but it's the spirit. The
0: Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I guess it's not. That's what Lissa had thought. Um, right. In, like, the old text. She thought it was just, like, referencing, like, God. Like, the Right. Holy like, spirit, a literal, not. like, reading of it in ways that, like,
1: you would see in, like, a, a biblical text or something like that. Of Like, oh, yeah, spiritual. Got it. Like, I understand. But, like, no, it's a real power. It's a real healing power that has, but also is, like, very dark and has a very, like, a lot of consequences and a lot of emotional outpouring of it.
0: Because I think it's, the way that he describes it is, like, it's, it's an element that comes from your soul, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, inside of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is why it, uh, it understandably makes sense that the more that she taps into and uses that, mm-hmm. the, quote, like, darker she would be. is because she's losing part of her soul
1: yeah it's like a one-to-one situation That's in a way fucked. that I, I don't think we've seen that in other like elemental like specialties that the other people have no. like, obviously there's like a cost of, like, using magic, I'm sure, of, like, an emotional cost or, like, a a draining aspect to it. But, like, this is a literal, like, oh, you're giving someone else life or something of that nature. That takes something away from you.
0: That sucks. That's rough. (laughs) And I think that that's something that we haven't necessarily learned Mm -hmm. enough yet is, like, there's obviously a benefit to using this, but we haven't learned how you, like, recover from right. using magic yet, and so the idea that other than I guess like time, right? Like, you just you just stop for a yeah. while, um, take a little tolerance break, you know? <laughs> right, you just like chill for a bit. Yeah, but Victor is like, no, 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 no. Like I'm going to give you everything that you need. You're just going to like chill here i'm gonna give you lots of entertainment I've we're gonna have fun xbox <laughs> yeah uh,
1: <laughs> we can play mario kart it's gonna be so all fun the
0: streaming services i guess yeah. it's 2005 so i have netflix by dvd <laughs> right yeah. I, I have
1: hbo on cable i pay for it
0: <laughs> right um but i do need you to heal me consistently until you go dark side
1: cool is that good? I think that's a Is cool that trade. Good? I think that's fair. I think nobody's going to not like this. I think we're great.
0: I think we're great. I have um I have so many gushers. <laughs> I think i make I snacks. We're
1: good. Can make popcorn, you know. Yeah. Movie night. You can do
0: whatever you want. And
1: then you'll just fully become a shell of yourself. Isn't that cool? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until I am will be fine. Very strong and powerful and can take because that's also a thing too, right? Where he's like he has this whole thing. Where he's like, you know, the Maroi and the Royals used to, like, fight with the Guardians. But now we're all scared. And we're all scared of the Strigoi. But if I am beefy and powerful as I was destined to be, we can take charge. And we can, like, not be scared little children anymore. And we can just fight back. It's like, I feel like you're putting right. a lot of that on Lissa <laughs> And I'm putting that a lot. Putting a lot of expectations of things and, like, changing a whole new world order or whatever. Like, that's a lot... To do, especially if that means you becoming just, like, an evil, dark person, you know? Right. For the the good of the country, the good of the vampires, you know, the royals, you know?
0: Yeah. Being strong. The good of our people. Yeah. And so naturally when she's like, fuck no. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do this. Like, sorry, bro. Like, I'm sorry that you have this chronic disease. That's awful. Yeah. Hate that for you. I'm not doing this. Please Mm -hmm. don't make me do this. And so he's like... Okay, I assume this might happen, Lissa. This is Kenneth. Kenneth, Lissa, nice to meet you. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, <laughs> hey what's up? What's good? Um, Kenneth is just gonna—he's just gonna hang out with you for a little bit. Yeah. He might take uh, some of your. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> he okay, does not have a
1: towel of chloroform ready to go. He does not. Right.
0: <laughs> and. This part fucked me up because like it goes back into Lissa and or it goes back into Rose and Rose just starts screaming.
1: Yeah. Like in the and car.
0: <laughs> we unfortunately find out that Kenneth, never trusted Ken. Never. Is torturing Lissa with air. Ugh. And you might be like, hmm, how? Yeah. Um, he is pressing the air into her head. So it makes her feel like her school is going to explode.
1: So not great. No. Don't love um, that.
0: <laughs> he's doing that until she gives in. And yeah. so naturally she does because that's how torture works. Hey. Friends. So this is wild yeah. because like Rose has never, like we have never seen the healing happen Well, we uh, Rose has, but like not from like inside of Lissa. So this was wild to see. Um, And apparently, Victor, young Victor, can fucking get it. Apparently, yeah.
1: Apparently, he's hot as fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently, uh, young Victor is hot. Um, (laughs) But it does make Lissa pass out naturally once she's done doing her first heal.
1: Um well, the car eventually makes it. They're there.
0: Yeah, which is good. That's Thank good.
1: God. Uh Demetri's like, Rose, stay the fucking side. We will handle it. We got some Because you're a in boys. a
0: dress and heels, and also right. you're exhausted. So. And
1: also you can't. So just stay here. It's okay. We got this. He does
0: continue to call her Rose in Russian though. Yeah, Rosa.
1: <laughs> Very sexily. Um And then we find and out so she oh,
0: sleeps. And then she sleeps. She's like, I'm going to just chill. But she can't fall asleep because right, she, she's worried.
1: Yeah. And she's like, my girl, <laughs> my babe, <laughs> my bond babe. My bond babe. I have to see this through. Right. Something inside of me.
0: The difficult part, though, is since she can't sleep, but she can't really stay awake, right. is she is, of course, surprised <laughs> when there's another person in the car.
1: Uh-oh, we got to stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. is here, baby. time. Yeah, I honestly appreciate the move. Absolutely. Just being I, like, hey.
0: <laughs> hi, I'm Christian. Uh, nobody pays attention to me anyway, so I will absolutely sneak into this car.
1: Yeah. Hi, hello. <laughs> it's me, your boy.
0: <laughs> it's your boy, Christian. Um, and of course, because the fact that all of the guardians are going into the house one way, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> Just like sounds the fucking lambs. They're yeah. going in one way. Liz is going out the back another way. Yeah, so. she literally
1: like compulses the dude, Kenneth, or one of the dudes. I'm yeah. Not, it's Ken- it's Kenneth. <laughs> she compulses Kenneth and it's like, you're not going to tell anyone about this. And she just like opens up the fucking window. Rose sees it from the car of her just like yeah. going out. And they're like, oh man, we got to, we got to help go. her. <laughs> we got to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so Christian and or Rose is like, well, I got to go after her. And Christian just like pouts and was like, fuck, okay, fuck. Like, obviously. Okay, Christian.
1: Yeah, I know you want to be part (laughs) of this. I know you want to be included, Christian. Let's go. Let's get around. And that's
0: where it leaves us off at. So, next week, chapters 23 and 24, Christian and Rose in a sweatshirt, heels, and a dress (laughs) are going after Alyssa.
1: Hell yeah. Hopefully, nothing goes wrong.
0: Fucking. hottie with a body young prince victor
1: yeah <laughs> young powerful hot victor <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um who has a fucking vendetta against his family so anyways we have some amazing patrons to today yeah, would do. you like to start us off
1: absolutely thank you to katie black
0: Ooh. thank you to kylie minty bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. thank you to alex
1: dornan bow, 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 bow.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Ooh, yeah.
1: Shout out Mickey Meyer.
0: Thank you to Rebecca Cullen.
1: Thank you to Mulch Gray.
0: Mulch. Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor uh, Brown. Uh, Taylor uh,
1: Lara. Uh, uh. Thank you to Danae Swan.
0: Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia.
1: Thank you to Cassandra Bomer.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Bow,
1: bow, bow, bow. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea.
0: O'Shea. Ooh. Thank you to <laughs> Rachel Seeker. Oh, yeah.
1: Shout out Ashley Dragomir. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Thank you to Alexandra Ozera Thank you to Aaron Webber Thank you to Maddie Facinelli, Facinelli. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you to Genevieve Morgan Ooh. Mm, mm,
0: mm. Thank you to my mom, your mom, <gasps> our mom, <gasps> Kelly Beck
1: Mom! <laughs> Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Uh.
0: Thank you to India Peach. Bow, bow, bow. Bow,
1: bow, bow, bow. Thank you to Lara
0: Forty. Ooh. Ooh. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Abby Penn. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. I have a fan fiction for you this week. <gasps> it was sent in by our unofficial intern, Taylor Browntown Lautner.
1: Thank you for your service, Taylor.
0: Thank you for your service. Um, Braver and this... stronger than all the troops. <laughs> Truly. This was written by Vision in Blue. It was published on April 30th, 2009. And it was titled, Beware of the Worst, The Cullens. <gasps> the summary of this is What if Katie, Janice, Damon, and the rest of North Shore went to Forks High? Oh, an alternative my... cafeteria scene. <laughs> So this is an excerpt from this, just a very, just a little, just a little short one. Hell yeah. Here, which brings me to my last stop. Janice zapped back into her tour guide persona. Beware of the worst, the Cullens. The Cullens? Is that like a religion or something? No, it's a group of five people and they're all adopted With only one exception, they act like they're frickin' married or committed for life or something. They also live in the same house, which raises an eyebrow or two, considering the whole committed for life thing. Some find it freaky, some find it cute, and some don't give a rat's ass. By now you should figure out what group I'm in. The tall, blonde one is Rosalie. As Damon would put it, she's the bitch of the living. I don't want to know where that was from. She's with Emmett, the one who has the face that Build-A-Bear pines for to market on their stuffed beasts. The short one is Alice, and she's with Jasper. Yes, Jasper. Always looks like in a Holden Caulfield mood. Holden who? He looks like he's the one in perpetual pain. (laughs) Then there's the last one, Edward Cullen. The freshman girls and any sophomore, junior, or senior with little to no self-respect vie after him. End scene. Wow, it is. Uh, I this is a <laughs> much truly, to think about. There's so much going on here.
1: Incredible, thank you, Taylor.
0: There's a lot going on here, so I appreciate you for sending this over, Taylor. Well, folks, make sure that you are caught up with our chapters yes. for next week. Shit's getting real. It's yep, shit's getting real. And as usual, as we say in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. Ooh.